Yes, sir. Welcome to Foosball Fanatics. This is your host, Davon Nixon, a.k.a. Day Two Times, if you know me like that. That beat you just heard was 8-Ball by our producer, Sauce Boy. That's Sauce Boy, S-O-S-S-S-B-O-I. He's my little bro, and I'm not just saying this because he's my little bro, but yo, he's a fire producer. So if you're an up-and-coming artist and you need some tracks to spit to, go ahead and check him out on IG. That's Sauce Boy, S-O-S-S-S-S-O-S-S-B-O-I. Pardon me. Now, this is week 11 in the NFL, and my guest today, I'm honored for two reasons. For one reason, he is my first cousin. But not just my first cousin, he's my non-fraternal twin. Being, we've been inseparable since day one. Within 10 days apart, he's my brother, man. Yeah, technically he's my cousin, but he's my brother. I'd like to welcome all to Marcus, a.k.a. Rocco. Hey, I appreciate you having me on the show. You know what I'm saying? I've been checking you out the first couple episodes, and I definitely wanted to, you know, have some part in it, so I appreciate you having me on. It was only right we got you here, man. For um, those that don't know... My boy Rocco here is a Baltimore Ravens fan, right? Yes, sir. The one and only Baltimore Ravens. Now, Rocco, we're going to get straight into it, man. With your Ravens, the pace that they're on, I got to ask you, man. Are they the hottest team in the NFL? In my opinion, they are the hottest team. I'm not going to say yet that we are the best team in the NFL, Mm -hmm. but I do believe right now, in the current state, we are the hottest team right now in the NFL. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, you know, to start with, you guys are on a five-game winning streak. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of teams in the league, both AFC and NFC, over the past four weeks have come across a game that they've been exposed, right? You guys haven't. You guys have been strong for five games straight. Not to mention that you took out the Seahawks and the Patriots. Right. Yeah. And honestly... I'm not going to lie. I didn't think we could beat the Patriots. Really? Yeah. I had y'all winning that game. Like, I thought we could win, Yeah, but, but I didn't have it. Like, I wasn't for sure on it. You know what I'm saying? Going the way it did. Yeah. Like, it, the way it went, like, I'm like, took him back. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it got ugly pretty quick. And, you know, it looked like they could have, you know, done the Patriot thing and come back at one point. Yeah. But you guys stay strong. Yeah. You know? Um, so... To go with you guys being the hottest team in the league, I mean, to start with, you guys are first in the NFL as far as points per game, averaging 33.3 points per game. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, I when Joe Flacco was here, that was not happening. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, Lamar Jackson, I give him credit. But man, our offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, mm-hmm. the things he's doing with this offense has never been seen before. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, it really is. And like I said last week, I feel like the Ravens are the only team to kind of uh, uh, go in between an old school feel and the new school feel. Yeah. New school feel is you guys are explosive, right? right? Old school feel is you guys are running the ball, for one, because you're leading the league in rushing yards per game with 197 yards per game wow. rushing. Yeah. That's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. And um, not only that, you guys are really utilizing your tight ends in the passing game. Yeah. Not a lot of teams are doing that. They may do it, but it's one tight end. And yeah. the only team I can think of is Kansas City Chiefs, maybe the Philadelphia Eagles with Zach Ertz, but he's not quite having the season right. he had last year, right? Yeah. You guys are using two, three tight ends, really utilizing them, and yeah. they're big. And at one time, too. Like, you'll see all three of them on the field at yeah. once. And nine times out of ten, you'll think run. But we can pass out of them formations. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's, it's just it's hard to – I mean, I can't imagine what defenses are trying to figure out right now because 
I mean, I don't know what you can do to stop us. When we're at our best, what, like, how are we stopping? And, I mean, you guys stunned, you know, arguably the best defensive coordinator in the game as far as Bill Belichick. I mean, he was shocked, yeah. you know. Um, oh, he looked pissed on that sideline. Yeah. Did you see him writing down notes? Yeah. Yeah, I you, mean, you he, know he's ready for the, he, He's going to get ready for that playoff. And I'm going to tell you, yeah, I was just about to get to that. He's basically taking notes as far as when he sees y'all in the playoffs. Now, me, in my personal opinion, I think from the AFC – it's going to come down to y'all and the Patriots. I know y'all are going to face each other in either the divisional round of the playoffs or the AFC Championship in Foxborough, more than likely. Yeah. You know, because their record, I mean, they have one loss to y'all, but, you know, they're going to finish strong. So, as far as I see it, it's going to come down to y'all and them, whoever wins that game in Foxborough, just like last year with the Chiefs and the Patriots in Foxborough. Everyone knew whoever won that game was going to take it all. I feel it's the exact same way with the Ravens and Patriots. Um, this year, you guys are second in total offense with 421 yards per game. Second, behind the Patriots or the Chiefs. Uh see, I did like 90 percent of my research, <laughs> and I didn't look up the number one. Now I'm just curious because I'm like the Chiefs' offense is like that. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it is because 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 yeah. Mahomes by himself yeah. gets like 400 yards. So I'm pretty yeah. sure it is behind the Chiefs. Um, but you know, we'll look further into that. Um, so the offense is is booming. Yeah. You yeah. know, on all cylinders. Um, but we're gonna come back to the offense. Uh let's talk about the defense for a little bit. Okay. Um so in the offseason you guys got Earl Thomas. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, a little less than halfway through the season you guys pick up Marcus Peters. You guys just got Jimmy Smith back. So your secondary, you know, with new additions and you know, additions coming back from injury looks really good. Yeah, and in the beginning of the season, our secondary was suspect, like mm-hmm. for real. I mean, I thought we were going to be historically bad. But getting Marcus Peters, that definitely, you know, helped us out a lot. Jimmy Smith coming back. Mm-hmm. With Marlon Humphrey playing the way he is, mm-hmm. I mean, at any time they're all three on the field, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I believe in that. Earl Thomas, you know, he's... He's not th- what he used to be, but... I'm, he's 30. He's 30 years old. Yeah, he, <laughs> but, hey, he still be out there trying, yeah. though. He may be getting run over sometimes here yeah. and there, but, nah, hey. I like to have that veteran mentality on our team. So, I think, overall, our our secondary is looking good. What I question is our, you know, our defensive line. Mm-hmm. I don't see much pass rush, and teams are running the ball on us at ease sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting you said that. Matt Judon with four sacks, which leads the team. Wow, yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's teams out here with seven, eight, nine yeah. from one player, right. you know. But, um, you know, like you said, the secondary holds it down. And me, you know, from my past experience playing football as a defensive back, DBs and defensive line go hand-to-hand. Right. So, you know, the lack that the defensive line provide for y'all, I feel like the secondary is building up. Is, is, is holding its part, I should say. Especially with, um, you know, with I, and we talked about it. When y'all got Marcus Peters, the first game back when he played against the Seahawks, we watched the game together and we was talking about it. You yeah, know, yeah. me being a DB, I've followed Marcus Peters since Washington, you know, since his college days. And I've been a huge fan of him, especially when he got to Kansas City. I'm like, yo, the dude's a ball hawk. And I told y'all. And then, you know, for like two drives later, he got that pick six, right, which changed the whole momentum of the game. And, um, you know, I feel like that happened because y'all are utilizing them right. Yeah. The Rams kind of put Marcus Peters at man-to-man right. coverage a lot of times, which isn't his game. Yeah. Or at least if you do play a man-to-man, have a safety over top so that he knows he can be aggressive on, yeah. you know, uh, breaking on routes. 
And, you know, you guys are just using that perfect. The dude has two pick sixes so far. In three games. In three games, he has two pick yeah. sixes. And, you know, both of them were kind of like you, like we talked about. Similar. Yeah. Him just jumping the route. You exactly. Know what I mean? And what I notice about him is when he plays, he keeps his eyes on the quarterback. Yes. He doesn't just turn his head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's always watching the quarterback while sticking with the receiver. So, like, he has that edge to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how much zone we play compared to man. I don't really, I haven't paid attention to that. Mm-hmm. But if we're smart, we'll just figure out ways to kind of, you know, yeah. put them in in good situations. Because I notice they don't keep them out there all the time. And maybe that's because he doesn't know the defense all the way yet. But I noticed that they're pulling him out for a player or two here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I, w- I was also thinking it's more so because he, yeah. you know, he just got there. Yeah. But either way, you know, they would be smart to, you know, if, you know, uh, worst case scenario... Run zone on one half, man on the other. Or if you run man across the board, like I said before, let him know that he has help over top so that he can really be aggressive because that's his game. Um, Not just him on the outside, Marlon Humphrey. I feel like this year, I feel like he's having a Pro Bowl year, to be honest with you. I mean, the dude has two forced fumbles, one of which came in the Pittsburgh game, which won the game, if you ask me, right? When he, uh, you know, caused that forced fumble on Juju Smith-Schuster. And that was huge. It was in overtime. It was a very clutch situation. And he's... It seems like he's, you know, pretty good at punching that ball out. Yeah. You know, which in the league, turnovers is everything. I think he's an all-around just good cornerback. He's, mm-hmm. he's physical. Mm-hmm. And in all aspects, he just, he's solid, very solid. Yeah. You know, he's very solid. I like it. Uh, not to mention two touchdowns. So him and Marcus Peters both have two touchdowns on the season. And um, a name that, you know, might not be brought up in the spotlight as much, especially now since he's coming back from injury, um, I like to shout out Jimmy Smith. Um, from the game I saw with you guys against, uh, I believe it was the Seahawks, Jimmy Smith, it seems like he's bringing a certain physicality part to your defense in the DB area, right? Right, right, right. He's a corner, but he was making hits out there like a safety. I ain't going to lie. I was hoping that they moved him to safety. I was thinking the they same thing. They put Brandon Carr back there. Sometimes it looks like they're trying to see what he looks like at mm-hmm. safety. I mean, that's cool too, mm-hmm. but no, nah, I think Jimmy would be something yeah. serious back there. See, what they do most times is once a corner is, you know, maybe not be as fast as in, his, in his step as he once was, you yeah. know, in his first couple years, they move him to safety. You know, uh, the league did that with Charles Woodson. The Packers did that with Charles Woodson. Um, you know, you guys are trying to do that with Brandon Carr right now. I feel like Jimmy Smith going back there would be a, because he's so physical, yeah. Like he's a extri- like he's making tackles like a safety, and he's a corner. And he has a size for it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. a tall, big dude. Definitely. Um. So I say that. And Earl Thomas at safety, at free safety. You guys, you know, got in the off season. Like you said before, he may not be as quick twitch as he was, you know, in the Legion of Doom, but he's bringing that certain veteran savvy to your defense, yeah. leadership, it, it, yeah. big on leadership, right? You know, he, you know, he's he's you know gotten burnt a couple times. Yeah. What DB hasn't? You know, it's the NFL. But he's definitely bringing that leadership. Um, and, you know, not to mention, uh, going back to your their front line, with Matt Judon, four sacks on the season, season leading the team. Um, against the Bengals, it just seemed like he was getting back there effortlessly. Now, yeah. it may be because it was the Bengals. Right. But regardless, this is the National yeah. Football League. Those are professionals. They're getting, million, they're getting paid millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions to try to block this dude, and he's getting back there effortlessly. Yeah. I feel like, you know, that game could have been a – big uh, uh, ego boost, you know, get them hyped up for this uh, Texans game that you guys got coming up. But regardless, you know, I really like your defense. Me as a defense dude, you know, I'm always going to be first to pay attention to defenses. 
But so far, you know, especially in the past three, four games, you guys' defense has been stepping up huge. Yeah, definitely. I really think Marcus Peters makes a huge difference. Me too. Huge. I agree with that. Um, So we're going to come back to the defense. Uh, but for now, you know, we're going to get uh back on track with the offense. More in particular, possibly the most exciting player in NFL and possibly the next NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson. Man, Lamar Jackson, he makes you want to be a Ravens fan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're an Eagles fan. But, like, can't you see what I'm saying? I cheer for y'all. Like, you, like, <laughs> he, he's just that fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, he's so exciting. Mm-hmm. When I look back at the Joe Flacco days, I can't believe how much I, like, you know. Yo, I used to, I was a ride or die Joe Flacco fan mm-hmm. for a while. And then after a while, I just couldn't do it no more. Yeah. With Lamar, it's like he's instantly just... Mm-hmm. He shifted the whole culture, not just for the Baltimore Ravens football team and the Baltimore Ravens uh, fan base, but for the city of Baltimore, it seems like. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of kids in Baltimore City or Maryland or D.C., wherever you have you, that are, you know, really looking up to this kid. They come out to the game. They love that he's there. And they're like, yo, Lamar, like, I'm I'm, I'm just like you. like Yeah, because, I mean, he comes from a similar background mm-hmm. to a lot of those kids living in Baltimore City, yeah. so I think they can relate to him, you know what I mean, because yeah. he, ain't, he ain't come up as easy as people might think, like, you know, he came up a little bit rough. Exactly. You know? And so, you couldn't even tell, because the dude is so humble. That's only what way I like you can tell is by the way he talks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Yeah, he a little country. Yeah, it's hard to understand what he says, yeah, but pop, overall, pop what I like out. about him, he's a leader, and you can tell that he wants to win. You can see it. He shows it against the C, uh, Seattle Seahawks. You remember when uh, fourth down they had to delay a game? No, no, no oh, that, oh, oh, that too. Yeah, but also they had to delay a game, and like he got pissed. Yeah, like, his, started, his emotions. His emotions came out in the right way. Yeah, right. And a lot of people might say, "Oh, what's he doing?" You know what I mean? Yeah. That's disrespectful. No, I love it. I love it. That shows that, that he's shows about hard. winning. Yeah, like it's just it going. For, like I said, this is my last time bringing him up. But going from Joe Flacco to Lamar. I mean, it's just what we needed. We just needed that leadership. But losing Ray Lewis every, it's just a new era for us. You know what I mean? I totally Definitely. agree. And yeah. to think that 31 NFL teams passed up on his kid. That's wild. But we'll get to that. Um, So the dude has 700 rushing yards, 2,000 passing. I mean, you know, he's not just doing it running, you know, with his legs. Because when you watch him play, he he's passed first. Yeah. Believe it or not, he's a pass first quarterback. He's looking to throw the ball. If he scrambles, he may come back, step up in the pocket, and release the ball. Um, and, you know, he's on track to become the first player in NFL history to pass for 3,000 yards and rush for 1,000. I think that's just, you know, if he does do it, we may not see it for a very long time. It's amazing. And I just think it's funny how, like you said, for one, him going 32nd in the draft. But also, even as recent as this year, a few weeks ago, all the doubters... The naysayers saying, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's just not an elite quarterback. He will never be an elite quarterback. He can't throw. I remember hearing Stephen A. Smith say, Lamar Jackson can't throw. Yeah, that guy. And now these same dudes is riding him, talking mm-hmm. about how great he is, talking about how he should be MVP. I mean, it's just 
I mean, he's shown that he he deserves that as much as they was talking down on him. Yeah. Now they're giving him that respect. So. Yeah. I also believe he's front runner for MVP. A lot of people are talking about Russ, especially after the 49ers game. But I mean, if you watch the 49ers game, it was the 49ers game to lose. They had the game in their hands, but they just missed a field goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Russ did good, you know, but definitely, definitely. I, I just don't think he's, you know, on Lamar's level, throwing and running. Man, give it to the young guy, man. Yeah. Like, like seriously. Come, come like, on, man. Come let's, on. Let, let's put Look on. Look what Lamar's doing. Like, yeah, Russ was doing his thing. Don't get me wrong. But Lamar, especially coming from this this way our season ended last year, mm-hmm. I just feel he deserves it. I mean, he mm-hmm. does have have to continue to produce. But if it if it stays consistent to the end of the season, mm-hmm. he better win that MVP. The sky's the limit for the kid. Yeah. Now, um, we compared him to Russ a little bit. Um, so the run against the Bengals when he spun on two dudes, made them fall, scored the TD. Mm. A lot of people are comparing that to Michael Vick's run. Yeah. When he uh broke against the Vikings in overtime in the playoffs, okay, yeah. you know the game where he made two dudes run into each other. Both plays are you know if you ask me the best running plays I've seen by QBs maybe besides from Steve Young. Steve Young had a few good runs, but um with those two runs, a lot of people are asking which one was better. So you know I like to get your synopsis on which one of the two runs you see as the better run. In my opinion. The better run was mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's. However, the more important run, or the one that was most important in that game, mm-hmm. definitely Michael Vick's. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I watched that clip, you know, over the weekend or after that game, and I said, I, I never seen that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I never seen it, but I'm like, I didn't know it was a playoff game. Knowing that, yeah, that that makes it just that much more valuable. But Lamar's was just, I mean, yo, he's electrifying. Don't yeah. get me wrong, so is Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. But I think Lamar's a step up with his, with this running stuff, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you're, what, you're an Eagles fan, so you... Yeah, what, what, we're going to get to that as far as, you know, who has the upper hand on which. But um, me personally, yeah, I say the Vick run was better. Uh, basically, for the most important part, like you said, it was the playoffs. Yeah. You know, he did that in the playoffs. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they both, you know, Lamar made two dudes fall. Vic made two dudes run into each other, so it was very neck and neck. But, you know, the fact that it was against the Bengals and against the Vikings in the playoffs, I go with Vic. Plus, you know, it's a little biased in there. I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, and not only right. Vic, and Mike Vic is my favorite NFL player of all time, you know. So I go with that one. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, a lot of people like to compare the two. What do you think, um, you know, differentiates the two as far as, you know, their running skills? Because they both can throw. Um, personally, I believe Vic had more of a cannon as far as distance. Lamar, you can tell, really took uh, steps in the offseason to improve his throwing accuracy. Yeah, And it's definitely. showing, right? Now, uh, running style, who do you think, or what differentiates the two between Vic and Lamar? Just running? Mm-hmm. To me, it's both about the same, but like I said, I just feel like Lamar is a, a, a notch better. Yeah. And most categories like i don't know man like lamar the way he can just stop on a dime cut back i mean he might be the best at that in the league better than any running back any running back in open field the dude makes grown professional defensive players who get paid hundreds of thousands if not millions to stop offensive players from doing that he makes them look silly Mm -hmm. he's been doing this since preseason 
since training camp. You know, going when when Eagles and Ravens had a joint practice, he made my linebacker look foolish. I'm not going to put his name out there because that's my squad, but he made him look foolish just the way he stopped on a dime. The dude fell. Was his like, name like Hicks or something? We ain't got to get into all that. But um, yo, the dude is is a problem. Now, me, the way I see it, Lamar and Vic, they're you know both one of a kind as far as running quarterbacks. I see it as, and I mentioned this before, I believe, Vic was more explosive, like a firecracker. You know, he was explosive. When he took off, he's he's it's explosive. Just taking off that from he's explosive. I see Lamar more so smooth. And I will admit this. I see that Lamar has a slight better ball carrier vision than Vic did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, he know he he's looking down the field and it seems like he's planning his moves two steps ahead right you know that spin move he calculated before he even made the first cutback yeah. and you can tell you know Vic was more so explosive I'm running cutting back I'm, I'm burning everybody yeah. Lamar ball carrier vision is what separates you know his game in my opinion um but you know regardless you know they're, they're both legends and even Vic the fact that he hasn't seen anything like this since he's played, you can tell he's super proud. You know, I follow Vic on IG and Twitter, and every time Lamar some, does something big, Vic loves it. You know, yeah. Vic praises it. And yeah, it's a, not... A peep. Yeah, it's not out of a, you know, envious type thing. He wants that. And he that's does. how it should be. You know exactly. I mean? It's too... It's not enough of that. Exactly. In sports in general. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Knocking the next man. Much love. You know, you can just tell he's super proud to see something that hasn't reminded of him since him. Right. You know. Um. So, we got on Lamar Jackson, who's possibly the hottest quarterback in the league, on possibly the hottest NFL team in the league. I think that's a pretty good transition to our next segment of the show called Hot Shots Trivia. Hot Shots Trivia. Yeah, now I see you took a sigh over there. We're we going to let the viewers know why. Oh, God. So for those who don't know, um, you know, on my first episode, we had something called Henny or Trivia, where, you know, we had a trivia segment that ended with five shots of Henny, either being taken by me or my guest. Now, my guest today does not drink alcohol. For one, shout out to him, because, you know, doing certain workouts, I wish I didn't. But <laughs> um, so we had to compromise, right? Now... Instead of Henny shots, we're going to have chicken nuggets um, with a certain hot sauce on them that let's just say, you know, we eat hot sauce for pleasure. You know, a certain little spicy tingle on our tongue. Pause. Um, This hot sauce is from, if you're not familiar with Hot Ones, the uh, Hot Wings show. On the very last, so basically how it works is they have a hot, they have 10 different hot sauces that go from, you know, not hot to extreme burn your mouth uncomfortable hot. And they make their host take all 10, uh, you know, hot sauces. And we, for some reason, ordered the very last most hot hot sauce off of Amazon. And let me just be clear on how hot this sauce really is. If you don't know, the hottest known pepper to men is the Carolina Reaper pepper, right? Now, this hot sauce is made from the Carolina Reaper pepper. It says it on the bottle, and we've both tasted it, and we can, you know, testify <laughs> that it tastes just like that, right? Yeah, I've tried it. I've tried it, unfortunately. It's, yeah. it, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's miserable. It's not even fun. Now, so what we're going to do for this uh, Hot Shots trivia is... We're going to ask five, possibly six questions. 
Um, and if Rocco gets the question wrong, he has to eat a chicken nugget that has a more than enough amount of the hot sauce on it. And if he gets the question right, then, you know, me as a equality host will eat the chicken nugget. Now, the questions, they aren't too okay. easy, aren't too hard. I'm making it, you know, pretty interesting for both sides. All right. So that's how we're going to go about it. And we're going to get straight into it. You ready? Yeah, we'll see if we get through it, though. Yeah, I, was, I, yeah I may have poured too much. So, you know, if you want if you want to scrape a little bit on off on the side, I understand. Um so, yeah, and while we do this, like, for those who don't really understand what we're going to go through with this hot sauce, we're just going to constantly communicate to y'all what we're going through. Um, so you don't think this is, you know, regular Texas Pete or nothing like that. This is really, like, you know, why even buy this hot sauce, hot sauce, right? So, All right. do your Googles. <laughs> yeah, definitely do your Googles. All right, so we're going to get straight into it. You ready, Rocco? I'm ready. Let's get it. Question number one. What year did the Baltimore Ravens become an official franchise official franchise and have their first NFL game? Nineteen ninety six. Oh my god. I done I, I knew it. I'm like, man, I done asked it first. Alright, so we got it right. Nineteen ninety six for those who don't know. So I'm gonna go ahead and, you know, eat this nugget. Well, you trying to scrape some of the Yeah, I definitely up. did. Right, I don't blame you. Yeah, let's let's go to the head. You might not make it through the rest of the show. So be on. Look, last time I tried this hot sauce, y'all, I swear I sat on the toilet for like 48 hours straight. Two whole days, I was on the toilet. I don't know what it is. I had one little dab of this hot sauce. And I mean, yo, that it just runs through you. It <clears> runs <throat> right through you. And your, your whole entire insides be burning. You good so far, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. You I'm know fine. it's going to hit you. <laughs> you might as well jump into the next question. Yeah, as soon as you say that, it hit me. All right, question number two, which I feel like is too easy. What NFL record does Ed Reed have both first and second place in? Interceptions? Interceptions? You said he has first and second? <clears throat> first and second place. Interceptions. Interceptions. That's your final answer. <clears throat> Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Oh, <clears throat> the correct answer is longest interception return. Oh. If you remember, we was at. See, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, yeah that so, was a dumb answer. Yeah. yeah. How can you be first and second in the interception? Damn. So he first set. I mean, you can, I guess, if it happens in two different seasons. So he first set the record against the Browns, and then he later on set it against the um, Philadelphia Eagles, which we were at the game. It was our birthday present, more so yours than mine. Uh, we're ten days, we're ten days apart. Sorry, I can barely speak. So it was more so your gift than mine, cause y'all won, <laughs> y'all set an NFL record against us, and I was very sad. So go ahead and take that nugget to the dome, scrape some off, like seriously, cause I'm going through it right now. Let me go. <coughs> Let me crack this water out. Yo, scrape some off. All right. So while he's taking that to the head, I'm gonna let y'all know what I'm going through at the moment. Um. We, we got a glass of water up here. We have to. Like, there's no way you can go without. But um, this is very uncomfortable for me right now. My, <coughs> my mouth is drooling without me even knowing. I'm starting to sweat. And the room is cool. It's not even like it's hot in here. Like, I'm, I'm sweating, kind of. So, uh, yeah, like, Oof. listen, I'd much, I'd much... I feel bad for the next guest. Hey, I, if he tells you he's doing this segment... 
Might as well pass. You might as well, I'm a, might as well take that. No, I'm, I'm a, I, yeah, I'm gonna start giving people the option between this and Henny or Trivia. I would much rather do Henny or Trivia. This is dreadful. I don't even drink. I think I'd rather do Henny or Trivia right now. Yo, this is like dreadful. Uh, All right. Question number three. Are you ready? Yeah. Who was the Ravens' starting quarterback when they won the first Super Bowl in 2000? Trent Dilfer. All right, Trent Dilfer is the correct answer. So it's my turn to take another death nugget. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't getting no more wrong, yo. Yo, this is awful. See, but you know what I'm saying here thinking about? This trivia for me is easier than almost any other fan in the NFL because the Ravens haven't been along, been around, but for what, like 24 years, something mm-hmm. like that. So, like for instance, Melly Mel in your first episode. He's a 49ers fan. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? That's, that's a lot of history. Since 1981. So, you know. Shout out gonna, to Melly Mel. I'm going to lie. I did my little homework. It's my little Damn. Googles. So, <sighs> good. came prepared. So, second, nug- second nugget down the hatch. At the moment, that's not too bad. But I'm sure it's going to catch up to me in any second now. All right. <clears throat> We're going to skip number four and go to question number five. Question number five. Besides Ed Reed. Name two Hall of Fame defensive backs that suited up as a Baltimore Raven. So that means safety too? Mm-hmm. Rod Watson. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders. Yes, sir. <sighs> not bad, not bad. So that is correct. So I have to eat my third nugget, my third death nugget down the hatch. Let's go, baby. My ears are sweating. Mm-hmm. Yo, speaking of that, yo, did you peep how, um, what was the name for the Steelers? How his ear was bleeding in the game tonight? Yeah. Man, see that type of stuff right there, that make, look, when I got kids, they might not play football, because, yo, football is a rough sport. My son ain't gonna have no choice, straight up. Yeah, I know you putting them in <laughs> But, you know, that's yo. probably why I'll make sure that he plays on the defensive side. Yeah. <clears throat> Third death nugget down the hatch, um... The corner of my mouth is, is it, it physically no, but it feels like it's blistering. And so is the insides of your body. <sighs> yeah, this is bad. Okay, Watch. so we are on to our final question. Let me take a sip of this water real quick before I... <clears throat> we are on to our final question. <clears throat> so, Rocco. <clears throat> yes, sir. What I need you to do is name two... <laughs> Hall of Fame players that played for the Baltimore Colts who were established between 1953 and 1983. And there's nine total of them. I just need two. Johnny United. Uh-huh. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's all I know. That's all you know? <laughs> I don't even know one other player that ever played for the Baltimore Okay, Colts. so that's gonna be a that's gonna be an L. Now yeah. before we get to your nugget. Late, uh, you had the up. You had the advantage to this question, by the way, based off of where you were. Oh shit! Exactly. So, Gino, ladies and gentlemen, he worked at a restaurant that was named after Gino Marchetti. Yeah, Gino's. Wow. Who is in a I'm Hall terrible. of Fame? Yeah. I'm who terrible. is in a Pro Football Hall of Fame and played for the Baltimore Colts? So. Had the advantage, but uh, you came up short, which is good because I don't think my tongue or my lips can take another nugget 
because this hot sauce is unbearable. So go ahead and do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Hey, that was cool, though. That was fun. You know what yeah. I mean? yeah, that's how I make it. Definitely uh, spice things up. Literally. Yeah, this is... Listen, my next guest, we drink or not, we going to hit any trivia. This was, this was awful. Like, this isn't even fun. Like, you can't have fun with this hot sauce. Like, it's it's all bad. <clears throat> Yo. Mm. This shit right here. Yeah, like, you sweating a little bit, man. I, I see it. I was sweating, too. All right, now. We got the fun stuff out of the way, but was it really fun? I don't know. Um, we're going to go ahead and get back to the uh, Ravens' current team. And talk about uh, a big matchup that you guys have coming up. The 7-2 divisional leader, or the AFC North lead in Baltimore Ravens are taking on the Texans, who are 6-3. In the top of their conference as well, right? Yeah. Um, this is, if you ask me, uh, at least top two games of the week. Seriously. Yeah, definitely. Lamar. I think between this game and I would say y'all's game with the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Lamar Jackson going against Deshaun, Wax, uh, Deshaun Watson. Not only that, two teams that are on a roll. Uh, they're both hot. Both teams are hot. Both quarterbacks are hot. Both offenses are hot. It's it's definitely about to be a big showdown. Um, now, <clears throat> me personally, I see this game coming down to a 14-point differentiation. Uh, I'm leaning towards you guys. I don't think it's going to be close. I feel like, you know, uh, more than likely I have y'all beating them by at least 14 points. Um, the Texans are a great team when they're great. They're not always great, though. I don't see them being great in this situation. Um, if they are, then, you know, it may be like a 7 or 10 point game. But I just don't see you guys losing it. Lamar, uh, you know, it comes down to the offense for both teams. And Lamar just seems like he's... Carrying things this season the right way. Yeah. You know, he says it all the time. He wants to lead by example, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. You know, I feel like he's, you know, getting busy in practice. He's even said it. He's taking practice very serious this year. You know, he's doing his thing in the film room. So, if offense holds up the par, you know, I don't see it being that close with you guys having the advantage. Uh, you know, the defense is solid, but, you know, for one, without J.J. Watt, that's huge. Yeah. Um, See, I don't really know much. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I feel like the Texans don't come on TV that much. They don't. And I'm not the type to really, you know, I'm a Ravens fan. I don't really do too much outside of that. Yeah. So I don't really know what their defense looks like, but mm -hmm. I heard that they're solid. I'm not going to lie. What scares me is Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Like, just him, let, him alone, plus the wide receiver they got. I can't even think. DeAndre like, Hopkins. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. So, How so I forget. I mean, it's it's the hot sauce fault. Like I yeah, see, you're, like, I yo. see you're sweating right now. You know, you're you're asking our producer for water. Honestly, I've never had this happen before. My nose, like my nose, is running, and the snot that's running from my nose is burning my upper lip. Like mm -hmm. the snot from my nose is burning. See, I ain't gonna lie. I watched you eat it like you ate it like a regular chicken nugget. Me, I took like two bites, you know, uh -huh. just to get it. Broke it down a little bit, and I swallowed that joint. I'm not mad at I you. Ain't, I, no, I wasn't playing no game. Yeah, this is, yeah, it's, it's it's still lingering for sure. But, yeah, back to what I was saying. So, I feel really good about anybody we play that we have a chance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But 
looking at our remaining schedule, we have the Texans, then we have the Rams, then we have the 49ers, and then the Bills. Those are all of our difficult games for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this game, in my opinion, scares me the most. I don't know why, but I don't know. Something about it, I just feel like it's we could lose this one. I mean, like 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 we both said, Deshaun Watson, yeah. he's really coming into his own. Like he's really putting on for that Texans offense. Um, you know, so like I said, I, I feel like if you guys play up to your par and Texans, you know, may show their inconsistency this week, yeah. then it'll be a fourteen point differentiation at least. Yeah. Um but speaking of the two teams, you know, they're both you know, in a lot of people's books, top AFC contenders, right? Right. So we're gonna gonna uh, we're gonna kind of stick in that category, and I want to get your synopsis on. Uh, we're gonna stick with three for this week. I want your three top AFC contenders in the league thus far. Thus far. Mm-hmm. You know, it would definitely be the Patriots and us. And it's, for me, it's a toss up between the Chiefs. And the Texans, I guess it depends on whether we beat the Texans or not. But as of now, I'm going to still keep it with the Chiefs. Okay. Only because I feel like with that playoff experience last year, they have the capability of you know being a more explosive team in the playoffs than the Texans. I just feel like Deshaun Watson, I watched him last year, you know, towards the end of the season. And you saw some of them, you know... Young-minded mistakes coming mm-hmm. through on yeah. the field, but he is overall. I think ten years from now we'll still be talking about him. So, <clears throat> oh yeah, for sure, for sure, because he may not be as explosive in the running game as Lamar. Them two ACL tears. Yeah, they were huge. Um, but his pocket awareness yeah. is big. Oh yeah, and you know uh, Brady being one of the best pocket awareness QBs in the league that shows you as far as where that can take you mm-hmm. in this game. Um, now for me, for my top three AOC contenders, we have two of the same three similar, um, Ravens and Pats. I said even since last week that, uh, since week one, actually, that, you know, whoever wins that game when they see each other in playoffs is going on to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Um, whether they win or not depends on if my Eagles make it or not, but that's another story. Mm -hmm. Um, so Ravens, you know. Them and the Pats, they expose the Patriots big time. They're going to see each other in the playoffs more than likely again. And, you know, Bill, like we said, Bill Belichick has been planning since, literally since halfway through the game when he played y'all, he's been planning for the playoff game. That's the type of uh, mentality that he has. So I think it comes down to those two, between those two. Um, now for my third spot, uh, you know, you went with the Chiefs. And all due respect, their offense is just ridiculous. The only reason I don't want to stick with the Chiefs is because of their defense. You know, they got Saran Matthew, who is one of my favorite defensive players in the league, but that just doesn't cut it. You know, they're still getting crazy yardage put up on them week in and week out. So for that reason alone, I'm going to go with the Texans. Now, when the Texans are playing like the Texans need to play, then, you know, they're just as good as you guys, just as good as the Patriots. That's why I said it comes down to if they stay on a consistent level, it will be a good game against y'all. But if not, then they may fall short. But like you said, you know, sometimes Deshaun Watson shows his, shows his upcomings and his, you know, younger mind and his plays. And it shows sometimes, right? 
I feel like that may happen against y'all defense. You know, y'all defense isn't no slouch. It's right. fourth in the league. So I have that happening. But if they stay consistent, they're, you know, they're really that dangerous. Even without J.J. Watt, you know, that just shows, you know, how much willpower they have to be this good without their best defensive player. And not to mention they got rid of Davion Clowney, who's turning up in Seattle. But still, just, you know, their willpower is very strong. Um, their offensive numbers are crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? Deshaun is going crazy. The Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, whoever it may be. So those are my top three. Um, yeah. I feel like any one of those teams playing at their highest caliber is capable of going to the Super Bowl, right? So I feel like it's going to come down to that. But you know who I feel like a good comparison in the NFC would be to the Texans? Who? As far as inconsistency and like showing that they can and probably are a great team. Either the Cowboys or Eagles? Packers. Packers? Oh, yeah, good. definitely. Because yeah. the Packers, you know, what are they? They got only two losses, right? Yeah, right. two. Um, us, Chargers, and I may be mistaken, but those are the ones that, you know, I watched. Yeah. And they best, they definitely were inconsistent because, you know, they'll be the pot, you know, when you see it on paper and on, and, you know, in the game, best team in the league. Yeah. Then they get to us. Us, it was just a matter of we played our best football yet by far that Thursday night when we played the Packers, right? So that's not even on them. That's just we played, you know, very elite football that week. Yeah. Now, Chargers, you can't say the same for that. Uh, You know, missed field goals. Offense did terrible. They just didn't show up against the Packs. Now, if that happens in the either a clutch regular season game that can set them up good for the playoffs or playoffs, then it's a wrap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that just shows that they're capable of being exposed. But, yeah, now that you sitting there saying <clears> that, <throat> talking about y'all and the Cowboys, saying, thinking, like, with the AFC, you pretty much know what you got. Mm-hmm. You know who, the teams that are going to compete. With the NFC, it's a toss-up. A because, complete toss-up. I mean, the Cowboys look great one second. Y'all look great one second. Then then they lose to the Jets or almost lost to the Jets. No, nah, they lost to the Jets. They lost to the Jets. Yeah. Yo, the Jets are terrible. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, the Packers are inconsistent. 49ers, yeah, they only just lost their first game. Seahawks, I just feel like they play to their competition. Yeah. Like, whoever they play is going to be a close game. It's always a close one. Yep. So, it's like the NFC is just, I don't know, man. It's tricky over there. I'm with you. It's, it's wide open. But if I were to be completely honest, as far as the most complete team and, you know, playing good week in, week out, that I'd have to say I would go with the Minnesota Vikings. And mostly because their, um, their running game is very strong. Dalvin Cook, you know, uh, I feel like it's a toss-up between best running backs in the league, between him and Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, you could possibly throw Leonard Fournette in there. But uh, the running game is strong. And Kirk Cousins is playing at a level that I don't think anyone has ever seen from him since he's been at Michigan State. You know, since being in the league with the Redskins, for sure, definitely not. He's playing at an elite level. And, you know, I feel some part responsible to that because uh, Eagles, former Eagles linebacker Zach Brown kind of set it off for him. And he got cut, you know, after they torched us. But, yeah, you know, whatever. About that. Yeah, so I, I, I'd i say complete teams, offense, defense, even special teams. I'd go with Vikings right yeah, now. Definitely right now. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like you said, this is a toss-up. Any, like, it's, it's I can name five teams, six, seven teams from the NFC that could possibly go 
to the Super Bowl if they play at their highest caliber. Yeah. So, you know, I, um, yeah. I'm not sold on the Saints, neither. I'm just not. Offense or defense? Just. In general? In general. Like okay. I, I don't believe that they're any better than anybody else in that, in that uh, conference. I mean, obviously not if Falcons have exposed Falcons. them. And, you know, I can't say too much because the Falcons beat my Eagles as well, but we just, you know, dropped endless passes that game. But, you know, even still, you know, at least it was a close game. Like, Falcons kind of spanked the Chiefs this past week. Falcons, this is like ever since that Super Bowl, they just had a curse on them or something. Yeah, it's been rough for them dirty birds. Definitely. All right, now we're going to get to our next segment. Um, Top 5 DOA, for those who don't know, it's Top 5 Dead or Alive. This week, since Rocco is a Ravens fan, we're going to ask him for our top five DOA Baltimore Ravens. Now, this can include players, coaches, GMs, security guards, janitors, whatever it may be, right? long as they're associated with the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to ask you for yours first. Um, we're going to ask for the top five. Starting with number one, being the best, and working our way down. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. So, you know who I got, number one. Anybody... Ravens fan or not knows who the greatest Raven ever is. When you think of this, man, you think of the Ravens. That's Ray Lewis. Sugar! Yes, sir. So then, number two, the greatest ball hawk, in my opinion, ever. And I listened to the one with Melly Mel, mm-hmm. the first episode. I was highly disappointed that my man's Ed Reed did not... I just I just thought y'all would put him a little high on the list. Oh, uh, only reason, yeah. like, like I said, only reason I did was because the other ones had more sen, you know, seniority over him. Yeah, that's why. But go ahead. In my opinion, yeah. So then, every is number two. After him, it's only right that you go with Jonathan Ogden. Mm-hmm. You know, he played what offensive tackle, mm-hmm. but it's not the most, you know, exciting position. But he held it down for a very long time. Definitely. And I think he was the greatest of his time period. Mm -hmm. And definitely in Ravens history. So, I'm going to give him number three. I almost overlooked him. Now, to number four. We're going to go away from players. And we're going to talk about the man who put these players in these positions to become, you know, the Hall of Famers that all three of those players were. And that's Ozzie Newsom. Yes, sir. Ozzy, every you know, all the all the people on the Sports Center they always talk about how Ozzy is just a genius, drafting. He's just, I don't know. He's just something about something about what he sees in players and the way they develop. You know, so I'm gonna give him number four because I think he's done a great job at developing players. You know, through drafts. So then number five, this one is very difficult. Because a part of me wants, believe it or not, to give it to Joe Flacco. Only because he did bring us to Super Bowl. But then it's like... And not, only, and not only that, like his first couple of years were impressive, decent. you know? Yeah, and that's how, that's my original thought was, you know, for his first six seasons or so, he was very, he was very good. I think we went to the playoffs, like I don't know the exact number, but... It was like out of his first six years, I think we only missed the playoffs twice. He held it down. But when then when you really look at the stats, Joe Flacco's stats have never been good. Yeah. I mean, we've always gotten by, but that's because of our defense. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did not put him in this list. I'm going to make him, you know, the honorable mention or whatever. My number five is Terrell Suggs. 
T-Sizzle. T-Fizzle. Leader in, in sacks, Ravens history. I, I got to give it to him. And then more than that, when when you think of all these guys that I named, any Baltimore Ravens fans, you speak of him, if he comes in M&T Bank Stadium, the fans are going wild. There's love. Because I almost put Jamal Lewis in there, but I just, I don't, I, he don't, he don't get that same respect, I don't yeah. believe. So, those are my five guys. And, uh, and I couldn't forget about John Harbaugh, but he he's not quite there yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So shout he's out cool. to the shout out to John Harbaugh for the honorable mention. Um, that was a great five list because you know, believe it or not, and it's you know quite easy to do so. I have four of the same five on my top five. All right, so we're gonna start with number one, Sugar Sugar Ray Lewis. I mean, when you think of Baltimore Ravens, you think of Ray Lewis, yes, right? Man. His spirit carried through every team every year that he played with the Ravens. Yeah. Hands down. Um, and not to mention, he gave the best pregame speeches ever of oh, any yeah. NFL player that ever played a game. Like, even, you know, when we played, we would listen to Ray Lewis speeches. Remember that uh, Madden that Madden game when Ray oh, yeah. Lewis was on the cover? That that joint gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It said too I'm small. The first time I too sl- it was crazy, right? Um, so if you don't know, you know, look that up. Madden intro with Ray on it. It will give you goosebumps if you're passionate about the sport like we are. Number two, ball hawk Ed Reed. I mean, you know, me playing safety especially, you appreciate so much a true ball hawk safety. Someone that the QB is afraid to throw in the middle of the field. That's huge, right? So, um, and in my opinion, you know, top four best free safeties of all time. So, Ed Reed. Number three, Ozzy for putting everything together, like yeah. you said. And he was a great tight end, too, yeah. for the Browns. Um, but still, you know, just putting everything together. And, you know, he, he, he went to the university in Alabama. And, you know, Pops used to love the fact that he did because he would, you know, kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, he would kind of be biased on players Alabama, that yeah. come from Alabama. Oh, but yeah. but rightfully so. You know, every player that the Ravens have drafted from the Bama has turned out good for them. Yeah. Right? So, shout out to Ozzy at number three. Number four, John Ogden. Like you said, uh, you know, one of the best of his time at offensive tackle. And I feel like at the time, it was a, a, a head-to-head race between him and Orlando Pace. Yeah. But John Ogden was, you know, just slightly, you know, a, a notch above Orlando. Don't get me wrong. They're both Hall of Fame players. Yeah. But John Ogden really, you know, was the, you know, the GOAT, the goat of offensive tackles. Like, seriously, he was the first, dude, the first elite, big African-American offensive tackle that really held it down year in and year out that, you know, other GMs, you know, took heed to and was like, we need one of these. Yeah. And not just that, he was just such a stand-up dude off the field. Right. You know, he, he was kind of a nerd, but you got to, yeah, yeah. you know, you just yeah. got to respect the character that he had off the field as well. Hall of Famer as well. So, you know, it's only right that John Nogden got number four. Number five, me being a defensive back and, you know, really appreciating the cornerback position, I'm going Chris McAllister. Okay. Um, You know, the dude, he held it down uh, for y'all having 26 interceptions, uh, 10 seasons. Um, but, you know, as a corner, he just held it down. He was a big-body corner. He was one of the first few big-body corners, you know, 6'1", mm-hmm. 6'2", plus, really holding it down on the outside. And he was just elite for y'all. Yeah. He tried to go to the Saints afterwards. It didn't work out for him, you know. He just really fit you all scheme well. He fit the Baltimore Ravens scheme to a T. That's why I have him at number five for greatest Baltimore Ravens. But I'd like to throw an honorable mention out there. I, um, Honorable mention spot, i like to give to my boy Ray Rice. Okay. 
Okay. You know, uh, you know, we all have a past, so we ain't got to get deep into that. But, um, you know, I, I went to um, Monroe College, which is in New Rochelle, which is the same city that Ray Rice grew up in. And I actually ran into him. Right. He was um, he was at the poppy store one day. You know, I walk outside. He was at the poppy store. I got a picture with him. It's on my IG. Real cool dude. He's tiny as far as height. He's short. Right. But yeah. he's very stocky. But, um, you know, on the field, I mean, you know, you give the ball, you give the dude the ball, and he was a knockout regardless. No mm. pun intended. And, you know, he kind of, he, you have to give a lot of credit to y'all Super Bowl because of Ray Rice against the Chargers. Oh, yeah, what was it, third or fourth down? Dilly, dilly, Ray. No, diddle, diddle, Ray up the middle. What was it, third or fourth down? I remember against the Chargers, which, you know, sprung y'all into the playoffs. If y'all didn't win that game, y'all don't go to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was like a third or fourth down and long, you know, dumped it off to Ray Rice, and he takes it up the mm-hmm. middle first down. So, you know, uh, that was huge for y'all Super Bowl uh, victory later on in the postseason that year. So I'd like to give it to Ray Rice for my honorable mention. Yeah, and I respect that. Yeah, because Ray Rice was great while he was here. He kind of got done dirty. Yeah, not necessarily by us, but by the NFL in general. Yeah, because there's a lot of situations similar that go on, a lot. just go on set. So shout out to Ray Rice. I think he he definitely should have deserved a second chance. And in my opinion, he was a great Raven. So yeah, I agree. Now uh, speaking of that Super Bowl year, you guys played the Forty ers who starting quarterback at the time was Colin Kaepernick. Now, Colin Kaepernick has a private NFL workout um, this Saturday, and he has two teams that's interested in him. I don't think they fully disclosed which two teams were interested in him at the time. But, you know, um, it's been a couple years since he's been out the league, and I think that, you know, it's huge that he has tryouts and a big interest in one of these two teams. You know, God forbid... You know, hopefully he can get picked up by one of these yeah. two teams, which would be huge for a lot of movements, a lot of, you know, reasons that people are, are fighting for, you know, in this country as far as equality. It would just be huge for a lot of reasons. It would aggravate a lot of people, too. Yeah. You know, I believe the people that would be aggravated by the fact that not only that he has a workout, but he could get picked up by a team, possibly, you know, they're ignorant, you know, to a yeah. lot of facts in the world, not just the NFL, just the world and the country alone. But um, these two workouts for Colin Kaepernick, um, you know. Yeah, I heard that it's um, the Steelers and the Bengals that are interested. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I'm kind of upset that they both got to be in my division with the Ravens. But, you know, I'd rather see, even if he plays for the Steelers and they tear us apart, I mean, I would love to see him play again. Because, like, yo, like, just like how we were just saying, I mean, look what happened to Ray Rice. And then look at what happened to Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Not saying either one of them deserved the severity of those, you know, punishments or whatever you want to call it. But, yo, Colin Kaepernick did not break no law. Mm-mm. Like, yo, it's crazy that his career was just put on hold for for, what, him, for him taking what, a stand. What law did he break? None. Like, that's crazy to me. So, man, I hope he still has it. I believe he does. I mean, I, you know what I mean? I guess we'll have to, you know, wait and find out. But for somebody to take their team to the Super Bowl, regardless of the team around him, the coaches, he had to have been somewhat good, you know? Yeah. And he was. Don't yeah. get me wrong, he was. But what I'm saying is he definitely has it in him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do back in the NFL. I believe so, too. I hope they uh, televise the workout. I definitely want to see how it goes for him. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, shoot, the dude was good with 49ers, you know? 
he was a dual threat, you know. So, of course, his passing numbers weren't quite up there with Peyton and Tom at the time. But, you know, he, he was an effective offensive leader for the 49ers. I mean, yeah. they went to the Super Bowl, right? And, you know, they almost came back on y'all, you know, due to a little, you know, yeah. quote-unquote technical difficulties they with the lights. the blackout bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we all know what happened with that. Yo, that was crazy. I really thought that joint was, like, fixed for a second. It was. Yo, I was about to be so mad yeah. if we lost. Oh, yeah, that, that would have been petty. If y'all would have lost that game, it's like, nah, bro. Like, we need we, we need, need something. <laughs> what, what happened? How them lights just cut out? We like need that? something. I mean, this is Super Bowl, the most highly watched televised program in the country for the yeah. whole year. And you mean to tell me that you can't control lights? Yeah. No. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were doing light checks and equipment and electronic and, you know, quality checks for at least a week leading up to the game. And the lights go off all of a sudden, right? Yeah. You know, they, they tried to keep it close because y'all you were blowing them out. Yeah, we were. Was it like 28 to 7 or something? Yeah, y'all, y'all were blowing the dudes out. So, you know, they tried to keep it close. Uh, you know, so shout out to the NFL. We're on to you. Um, So, speaking of the division, speaking of, you know, Kaepernick working out with the Bengals and the Steelers, um, you know, the Steelers just got a big W over the Browns Thursday night. I'm sorry. The Browns just got a big W over the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know Thurs- what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night yeah. game. So, it seems that, you know, Steelers, their case is injuries, mm-hmm. especially on the offensive side. Browns, their case is they're just not clicking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, let's, you know, maybe even look into next year. Once these two teams, because they, they look good. The Steelers' defense looks really good, oh, especially yeah. since they added Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, I mean, you know, the dude's been going off. When you look at... I was looking at Lamar's stats game by game, and against the Steelers was his worst game. Yeah. We managed to win that game, but, nah, the Steelers, their defense is physical, mm-hmm. and they're just what they've always been right. since Mike Tomlin's been there, especially, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, he don't expect nothing less. Like, man, the Steelers, I don't sleep on them. And no. with the Browns, I never would sleep on them, but it's just like I don't believe in them right now. Yeah, because I just—it's kind of too late, right? Yeah, it's just too late. They got pieces, but I don't know. It's just too much ego going on. The coaching, I don't know. It's suspect. I don't and, know. And they got crazy pieces. Like, how do you offense and defense? How do you have these weapons? And what are you three and six now? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I I just don't see it. There, I think they're slowly starting to click. You know, but I mean, if they would have did this sooner, you know, just like the Patriots game, like we were talking about earlier, the Browns should have beat the Patriots that game, but they beat themselves with fumbles and miscues. Now, if they would have, you know, really be in sync and play at a top-notch level, they could have taken down the Pats. You know, they took down y'all, which shows a lot about them. Mm-hmm. So they're capable. They're just very inconsistent, and they beat themselves yeah. every week. They beat themselves. So once they get it together, you know, I feel like the AFC North will be more interesting. But as far as this year, you know, you guys just, you know, you got it on lock. I mean, respectively yeah. so. You're seven and two. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just it's so exciting. I've never been more excited to be a fan. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Like, you know, whenever my Eagles ain't playing, you know, since you know Ravens is my second team, and everyone in my family is a Ravens fan except for me and my little brother. Um, you know, I, of course I go for y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And who in the country doesn't get excited to watch yeah. the Ravens play? That's what I was about to say to anybody listening. Man, check out that boy Lamar Jackson this Sunday. If you're not a Ravens fan, watch it anyway because 
you won't be disappointed. They're going to watch see. it. It's exciting. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't even, like, that's the thing. For me personally, sometimes it's hard to watch. Like, for instance, the game tonight. I mean, mm. we watched it, but it's hard to be into it. You know yeah. what I mean? Man, you can't not watch him and Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You can't watch them guys and not be exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's, impressed. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of people, you know, that don't even keep up with football. You know, Ravens are their fan. I mean, Ravens are their team. Yeah, but they don't, you know, keep all the way up with football. They don't know the Ravens' record. They couldn't tell you who's yeah. who from who's what, but they will tell you about Lamar Jackson. Right from Pompano. Yeah, yeah, like he's going off. He's so excited to watch. And Deshaun Watson, too. So this game, you know, like we said, is going to be a huge game. You know, I think whoever wins this could definitely be a top contender as far as coming out of the AFC. Huge. Well, you know, we got onto your Ravens. Shout out to the Baltimore Ravens, them, them birds. They doing eight things. Yeah, you know what I mean? Look, if y'all, if y'all lose these next couple games, like I said, I always tell you, yeah. look. We accept all fans. That's 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 cool. Cause um, <laughs> listen, if we don't bring it home this year and y'all do, then I'll be right in Baltimore on yeah, a parade. Yeah, I'll be yeah. right down there for the parade, turn that's it up it. with some purple and black on. Got to straight up. Got well, to. that's all we got for our segment of Foosball Fanatics this week, Week Eleven in the NFL, which should be a great one. This is your host Davon Nixon, aka Day Two Times. Go ahead and get right with me on IG. My host, my co-host this week is the one and only Marcus, a.k.a. Rocco. That boy came in here, spit some good facts with them purple and blue, uh, purple and black birds. <laughs> appreciate it, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on your no show. No doubt, man, no doubt. That's, right. how, that's how we do it up here. Shout out to my producer, Sauce Boy, S-O-S-S-B-O-Y. We gonna go ahead and end out with another clip of his song called 8-Ball. And if you're not already, go ahead and check them out on IG, S-O-S-S-S-B-O-I. And this is Foosball Fanatics. Until next week, I'll holla at y'all. Be easy. We out.